To be who you are and become what you are capable of is the only goal worth having. Alvin Ailey The last decade or so has brought a focus in our cultural awareness on the idea and importance of identity. Who we are, where we come from, what we believe, who we love, and more. Unless you've completely detached from society, you've probably heard conservative pundits decrying the rise of so-called identity politics, by which they mean any policies that don't focus on the interests of white identity and other dominant forces used to subjugate and belittle anyone who identifies as other or different. And to be sure, there is much in the concept of identity that can be limiting. Most human beings are a confusing amalgam of several intersecting identities at once. And to put too strong a focus on any one of them can end up reducing oneself to a caricature. But that said, I believe that in taking the time to fully investigate all the facets of who we are can and should lead us to a complete experience of what it means to be human. Are we our race? Our religion? Our sex? Is it our gender that defines us? Or who we love? Could it be our political party or nationality that provides the foundation of our being? Yes, of course. And no, of course not. Just as there are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in Horatio's philosophy according to Hamlet, there is more to being human than can be labeled by our identities. But in order to surpass those boundaries, we first must explore and honor them. What are the many pieces that make up who you are? And how do they fit together? Does their union bring you peace? And if not, what's missing? As we begin our exploration, let me invite you to sit back, pour yourself a drink, and enjoy the show. I'm Rob Celtic, and this is Drinking and Dance at the End of the World. Welcome back to Drinking and Dance at the End of the World. My next guest is an incredibly gifted dancer and choreographer in the world of modern dance and is the co-director of Viscosity Dance Company, a street dance theater group that I happen to be a member of. So what you're about to hear is essentially me getting sloppy drunk with my boss. Originally hailing from Trinidad and Tobago, uh, he grew up in Houston, in the Houston area for most of his life before beginning his formal dance training at the age of 19. In addition to co-directing Viscosity, uh, he is also a dancer with the Mora Por Vida, 
uh, contemporary dance company. And uh, some of his proudest accomplishments to date include performing at the Kennedy Center in 2018 and receiving his MFA in dance last year. He also hates escalators because he, quote, doesn't trust their intentions and uses a lot of food imagery in his choreography because, quote, this bitch stays hungry. It is an honor to welcome my friend and director, Keith Haynes, to Drinking and Dance. Keith, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much. Thank you for that great introduction. <laughs> that was great. I took a little bit of liberty at the end, but uh, I do that for everybody. I appreciate that. I do use a lot of food analogies. I realize that. <laughs> I really do. No, I mean, I don't mind food analogies, but yours would be like, all right, we're going to be nice and fluffy and it's going to be like marshmallow. And I'm yeah. like, cool. And then you'll do like a <laughs> fucking flying scissor kick or some shit. And I was yeah. like, how? How, Keith? Sounds about right. Sounds about right. That's <laughs> uh, one of those things. It's like if you've been in the style for so long, like what's easy to you is like completely different. Like, you know, with the Chicago footwork for me, like I'll put together a quote, easy combo. And students will stare daggers at me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I feel the pain. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Um, it's a combination of things. Um, one of my friends and roommates, I brought back like a daiquiri with mm -hmm. her when she visited uh, family. So I like mixed two of the flavors together and then added another floater or so of tequila. I say or so because I just kind of poured until I decided to stop. <laughs> So it's like a concoction of things. Um, so if my if my answers just get less succinct as we go on, just forgive me. Oh, that's a that's totally cool. Same thing for the questions. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 funny you should say that. Like uh, with with mixing drinks, it's kind of like um, with the Irish ancestry that I have. It's the, the the strategy is to just pour until the ancestors tell you to stop. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. and on the and i um am drinking a uh hot cider with brandy so we'll see how long i can go that sounds great oh dude dude i highly recommend it my girlfriend and i um we just started doing that for uh thanksgiving and it's my new drink of the season okay great good to know i'm gonna have to try that oh yeah Ooh. no i feel like i should just walk around the house drinking this shit with like a fuzzy hat and a scarf that's uh, yep. That sounds like my <laughs> Christmas plans, honestly. That sounds like my holiday plans. Just to do yeah. exactly that. Quarantine Christmas, man. Yep. All right. So, um, with that said, we will raise our glasses. Uh, both you, me, and all the people at home listening in, uh, mm -hmm. will raise our glasses to the sky and cheers to your health. Cheers. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good mix. Mm -hmm. I'm quite pleased with myself. All right. So to get us started, um, I'll ask the question that I ask pretty much everyone um, when I when I get them started on this. And that is who inspired you when you were coming up and who inspires you today? Oh, man. Is this is this in terms of dance or in general? See, that's the thing. You can take it how you like it. I like one of the. Um, uh, real heavy legendary hitters of Memphis Jokin, um, uh, Dr. Rico, he, um, he, his inspiration came like just from like nature and from like Kung Fu movies and shit. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And then other people will list like dancers or, or whatever. So it's, it's, it's up to you, man. 
Okay, so what has inspired me? Well, I'll start with um, my mom. My mom has always been a really um, huge point of inspiration for me. One, because she's an artist uh, herself. And growing up, she always used to say that she wanted to be the next Picasso um, because she, like, uh, did art and painted and things of that that nature. Um, but, But... you know, back then, you know, people didn't think and people still don't think that art is really a lucrative career. So, you know, she was kind of steered to go somewhere else, but she still stayed within the art. So she still um, made her art. And when I started dancing, she always used to tell me that she want, always wanted to be a modern dancer. Mm-hmm. And it has never happened for her. She's never really, um, I guess, got the training or, or really like put her um, best foot into it. So, um when I started modern dance, she always used to say like she's so inspired by watching me and different things on it. She's like living vicariously through me. So, you know, like my mom is probably my hugest point of inspiration because she kind of inspires me to keep going because I feel like I'm doing it for her. Um, in a lot of ways, and, and it's funny because I don't really know if she knows that I'm. I I say this all the time when I'm asked this type of question, um, but <laughs> she really is like my my I'm one hugest point of um, inspirational what's uh, something that has inspired me um other people like uh jay wilkins uh, my mentor in graduate school heather samuelson uh, my mentor in undergrad and she was the person who taught me my first modern class i um as i said i, I started my formal training at 19 so well, the first time i took a modern class i'd been seeing like contemporary and modern on, on tv and so you think you dance and dance with the stars and really loved those shows but like being in a class i've never really taken it and i got mm. in this in this lady's class and within like a couple of weeks or so i was like this is what i want to do i was like this is the thing because i've always uh. danced and i was like oh shit this is this is the thing and then she became my mentor um, because I kind of forced her to and then leave her alone. Um, so, yeah, those are the people I would, I would say, like, kind of scratching the surface or the people who have inspired me along the way. Okay, solid. Um, yeah, I mean, shout out to moms. Yes. <laughs> real, though. Oh, yeah. Well, like, my mom um, is really, I've mentioned this before on the show, but she was my big inspiration with storytelling, um, mostly because she would spend every night reading to me. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. She was really involved. and I love you, Ma, if you're listening in. <laughs> I love you, Mom, as well. <laughs> but my mom yep. does the thing as well. Oh, I mean, just send her the link. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I will. Um, <laughs> so your work has often focused on the subject of identity in relation to modern society. Um, how do you feel your experience of identity has shaped you as a person and as a dancer? That's a great question. How my identity has shaped me as a person, as a dancer. Um, I think in a lot of ways, my identities have um, shaped me in a lot of ways. I've become a lot braver. I've become a lot more, um, oh, I can't even find my words right now. That's, that's, a, that's a hard question. It's a really hard question. We'll blow uh, up on the tequila. Yeah, let's let's do that. <laughs> let's start, let's let's start early blaming on tequila. Um, how my identities have shaped? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like in a lot of ways, like my 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 identities. When I think about them, there, I I think about a lot of struggle and oppression of people who identify similar to me, and and, and um, think about a lot of struggle and oppression and 
and and things that have just kind of been like sandbags on our backs for hundreds and hundreds of years. And then kind of starting dance and, and starting grad school and, and finding or discovering, I would say, my voice um, mm-hmm. and realizing that how my identities, the many identities that I, or different ways I identify, how that then plays into um, my art and what ways that does that play, play into my art. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I answered your question um, well, but I feel like, yeah, when, when, I, when I think about my identities, when I think about um, my experiences in my life, those things definitely fuel my art. They are the the my impetus for creating a lot of the pieces that I have um, performed and presented um, because it's my story. It's 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 um, my lived experiences. So like I take those lived experiences and put them into choreography and then reperform them or perform them on the stage for for people to um, to see and experience. Because in a lot of ways, I feel like when I when I look at my identities or 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 investigate my identities and how they collide, coincide um, within my body. In a lot of ways, I can't vocalize the things that I feel. So I put that into my choreography, I put that into my dancing. Mm. Which puts you in a weird position when you have to talk about it on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And, and, yeah. Which, is, which, is so, which is funny because like I wrote my thesis on my identity, my thesis concert and my paper was was about my identity and then you asked me that question and I like fall to pieces I'm like what's what language <laughs> how does one actually form sentences that make sense oh it happens to me all the time man I just have to fake it until I make it yeah yep yeah <laughs> like, just fumble, and, fumble until it makes sense to you. fumble until it makes sense yeah yeah um so the identities that shape you like I mean there's many ways for those those things to interact, as you said, like sometimes they coincide. And then sometimes um, on the other hand, I would have to imagine there is conflict between them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Are there, are there any particular ones that are particularly like um, uh, a driving force for you or a chip on your shoulder? Would you say? Um, driving force in, in terms of creating work or how I present myself. Um, I would say in a lot of ways, my black identity, my gay identity, my Christian identity, which in a lot of a lot of times will collide um, with each other or those ideologies in terms of the scope of the world and and normalcy. If you if you if you want to um, talk about that, they collide in that way. But in a lot of ways, it's it's great because it's it's again it shapes me. It shapes my um choreographic practice so when i start to make work about my black experience i can't leave out the other experiences as well um so that all of those things kind of come together in this like see i was going to use a food analogy in this like <laughs> gumbo in a sense and, and then that's what uh comes out in terms of uh choreography on the or in the work that i make um but i i think those identities um in general, in terms of my dance making, my my art making are the are the ones that are on the forefront. Mm. Okay, and um, you know, as we've been talking about, like you are uh, a modern dancer. What is it about that medium that that drew you specifically out of all the different um, styles of dance? Even is it just because you know your your mom fell in love with it first, or? Or is that something like something she passed down to you or something you discovered for yourself? 
Uh, maybe a combination of all of those, because I, I feel like in a lot of ways, the conversation that my, my mom and I had about her wanting to become a modern dancer was after I had, like, when I was well into my training. So when she told me that, I was like, oh, it's, it's kind of funny that it feels like you passed something down to me um, unknowingly, because neither of us knew that um, dance would be the thing that I end up loving or pursuing as a career, especially modern dance. So um, it, it, I think it's definitely like an ode uh, to my mom. But in terms of the style, and I, I don't know, I feel like modern dance or contemporary dance like chose me. And really? it's not like I, I purposefully chose it. In, in some ways I did, but not I purposely chose it up over other forms, but it was the form I, I just for some reason gravitated towards the most. I felt it was the form that I could express myself the most with. Um, mm. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. That's a, that's a really difficult question because I never really thought about it because I never really, um, I mean, my formal training, I trained in ballet, trained in modern and trained in um, jazz. And um, and I train in all like the codified styles um, within those uh, genres as well. But for some reason, modern dance just kind of stuck, or I just you know w- one of us held on and didn't let go. So then <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one, but either I like held on to modern dance and didn't let go, or it held on to me. But for some reason, it just became the style that kind of resonated with me the most, resonated with my body, and, and as my body and as I just begin to discover my own movement style movement quality it, it it kind of manifested if that's the right word into modern dance or it kind of fit in more in modern dance than it did the other genres okay solid yeah i mean it it looks very natural on you when you do it um thank you thank yeah you, thank you. and i know that that is a result of uh years and years of hard work yeah yeah i mean <laughs> years of, of figuring out who like who the hell am I in dance? Like what what is what is dance? What is dance in my body? Mm. And I think that that in a lot of ways, I my students ask me like, how do you able to do those things? And I, I really don't have an answer for them. I think it's it's like one of those things where you just have to keep doing it. If it's something that you love, something that you want to master, even though I don't think I'm a master of contemporary dance or modern dance, but it's it's just something you have to continue to practice and hone, and then just kind of becomes natural. I, I don't know. I, it, I mean. You could probably echo the same thing in terms of Chicago footwork. When it when it starts, when it made sense, it just made sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, it's this whole process as a dancer. It seems the more dancers I speak to, no matter how long you're in it, um, or, or how far you go with it, it, it's this continuous process of finding out who you are. Yeah, and finding out who you are in the dance and and where the two of you meet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but because we're on the subject of modern dance, uh, famed modern dancer and ethnographer Catherine Dunham famously traveled to the Caribbean to study mm-hmm. dances of the African diaspora. This is me showing off my college degree, y'all. I appreciate <laughs> it. Because <laughs> I did get that degree in dance. Um, so I did have to study this shit. Although yeah. We never got to study Dunham technique and we never got to study Ailey technique. And I mm-hmm. have huge issues with that, but um, <laughs> I'll get to that later. Um, yeah. While it's well known that she spent the majority of her time in Haiti, she also did end up traveling to Trinidad and Tobago. So 
Tobago. Question, Tobago. Uh, oh, I'm Tobago. so sorry. You're Tobago. good. You're good. Um, did the dances of your Trini heritage ever play a part in your dance development? Was that ever a part of your house? Um, uh, part of my house, yes. Like in terms of of our culture, and I still feel really disconnected from my culture because I spent I've lived more of my life in America than I have in, than I did in Trinidad. But mm-hmm. in in my household, I feel like the culture was still very very uh, rich. Um, we we did more of like a you know a family social dancing um, thing in our house, but it, it never really translated into my um, quote unquote technical dancing. And my mom has always she's always hounded me about like incorporating my uh, Trini heritage into my dance, and it just has never. I I I wanted to be authentic. Whatever I incorporate into my into my dance making, into whatever it is, I, I wanted to wanted to feel authentic. And and the times that I, I wanted to do it felt it felt like it was forced. So mm. to answer your question, it 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 showed up in a lot in in our household um, as a social familial um aspect in that sense but in terms of my tech my technical or my art making it hasn't necessarily shown up um Mm -hmm. in the way that i'm in 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 the way i'm envisioning it because it hasn't really felt as it hasn't really felt authentic so i'm 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 just waiting until you know i I get that pull and that tug to go oh yeah that's the thing and then i'm i'm more more than I'm happy and welcome to just like dive down that rabbit hole and go, okay, yeah, incorporate this and incorporate that into, um, into my, into my artistry, into my art making. But for right now, not really. So, I mean, and that makes sense. I can absolutely, um, I can absolutely understand that. Um, but when music from Trinidad and Tobago comes on, like, does that movement come out of you? It, it does, but it, it's, I don't know, and, and maybe it's, I don't know if it's like a, a, a gene thing or whatever it is, but it's just like my body begins to just like naturally move. And I'm, I'm, I don't necessarily categorize that as, as a form of dance. I'm not, not dancing like modern dance to, you know, soca or calypso music. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, you know, moving and grooving. So I guess in a sense it does show up because, you know, when, when I do listen to um, different forms of music, soca, um, Calypso, uh, some dance hall, but even though that's not Trinidad, but like some dance hall stuff, I I do feel connected to um, my heritage, but it's more so on a you know chill social vibe than it is um, anything else. Mm. Okay, and um, in terms of modern, and I know I keep saying modern and contemporary, but like there are specific styles within that uh, for those who have never never really gone deep into these art forms. Mm-hmm. Did you have any specific um, stylistic influences in terms of like what you were learning regarding modern and contemporary and contemporary? Yeah. Uh, my, um, my mentor, um, Heather Samuelson and my first modern teacher, um, the way she taught classes, she taught, um, she taught teacher, student, teacher, student. So we learned Graham and then we went on to Cunningham. And then after that, we did Humphrey and then we did Lamone. So in terms of my modern training, I, modern training, I, I got those um, quote unquote pioneers of the modern um, dance technique in mm-hmm. uh, a lot in my training. But I ident- identified mostly with uh, Lamone and Humphrey. Those, mm. are my, those, those are my homies. I, I, I love me some 
some Lamone and some Humphrey, and then and then and then like taking that and and mixing and infusing it with whatever my body naturally creates, and I feel like that's that's my um, form of contemporary because I feel like contemporary is a fusion style. When I think about contemporary, I think about people fusing different influences into their modern dance and ballet practice, and then whatever comes out that's you know contemporary. So um, when I think about um, that I think about fusing hum my Humphrey and Lamont influences from their codified techniques with my own body and then creating my quote unquote form of contemporary. Mm. And how do you describe that form? Uh, <laughs> oh man, how do I describe it? Um, it's in a lot of ways, I think my, my style quote unquote is dependent on my mood and it's dependent on the music that I'm listening to. Some, some Sometimes I'm like, okay, how can I be um, a spaghetti noodle? And for like a week or two, I'm like, I'm a spaghetti noodle. And that's, and that's my movement quality. And then some days I feel really, you know, heavy and my muscles are tired and fatigued. And I'm like, okay, well now I'm really grounded. I'm rolling on the floor. I'm doing things, things of that nature. So I feel like it, I feel like it changes depending on my mood and depending on what I'm listening to, honestly. Well, that's good. I mean, it's one of the worst things I feel you can do is uh, put yourself in a box that you never get out of. Right. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> that's something I've been guilty of many times in the past myself. So it's something I have to consciously, you know, work against. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. So um, as mentioned in the introduction, um, we know each other because uh, – you and the dancer and director Vivian Kim uh, teamed up to create Viscosity Dance Company, and yeah. y'all graciously allowed me to join. Um, of course, so... of course, you're dope. <laughs> Fishing for compliments works, <laughs> and I can't tell you, like you know, the the low self esteem absolutely appreciates <laughs> the praise. <laughs> But um, I'm just playing. I love myself. Um, but I wanted to see. I wanted to talk a little bit about how the vision of that came about and what really inspired y'all to not only join forces but um pursue work in the direction that you guys are currently pursuing. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Um, Vivian, Vivian and I met when I auditioned for graduate school. Um, wow, about four years ago now, over four years ago now. Um, mm. And we've been really good friends since I moved to Colorado and started the program. She was a year ahead of me in the program. Um, and then after we, we both uh, graduated from the program, we were both uh, dancing on um, local companies in the Denver, Boulder, uh, metropolitan area, and um, also going to a lot of concerts and, and viewing a lot of work and things of that nature and realizing that we um, plan both plan on staying in this area for a while um, and being on, on these companies and learning from uh, the people that we were working with. We, we thought about like the dance scene in this area and we thought about that, that there really isn't a company or, or multiple companies, I would say, that's doing a lot of fusion work let's do that's that's doing um that's that's incorporating um many voices into um their into their work and things of that of that nature and we just kind of wanted to create something new we, we we set out not to 
not to be um, be better than anybody else or anything like that. But we just set out to we wanted to create work, um, and um, we were like, why don't we just why don't we start a company? Why why don't we you know start um, creating work together? Because we also really work well together. I'm a huge huge fan of Vivian. I love to see her her work. I love to be in her work and 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 just just see her in process. Um, yeah, shout and, out to Viv. Yeah, shout out to Viv. Um, and so it, it was one of those things where it was funny because we were in a Sprouts parking lot mm-hmm. talking about our lives. And we were like, but what if we started a company? And the the idea of it came up, I think, a year before we actually decided to do it. And Viv was like, what if we started a company? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe we should wait. Maybe we should kind of like, <laughs> around. Like, I don't know. Um, and we were... Um, dancing on on these companies in, in this um you know this area and we were like you know i we feel really inspired by the artists that we were working with and say let's start this thing let's start, let's just do it and in this sprouts parking lot we were like oh god we're gonna do it we're gonna we're gonna start a company let's start a company let's actually start a dance company um and, and it's funny because we i think we we decided in that sprouts parking lot to do it um so that's that's how that's how the company idea of the company um, actually started but in terms of our work I think both Vivian and I I, I, I won't want to speak for her but we had conversation conversations about this both of our works are really politically and racially charged so when we started the company we we looked at the ways in which we can not only use our contemporary modern voices but be, but begin to um, seek out artists um, and dancers who who also do styles that we are not necessarily um, keen to, or you know, expanding our own um, lens in terms of making work and, and having a company, a quote unquote diverse company, whatever that may be. And so when we held auditions, we were like, okay, we're looking for you know dancers, but we're not looking for only contemporary modern dancers. Like we're we're looking for people who can really. Um, whose voice can really blend well with our voices. So that's kind of how um, Viscosity started in, in terms of uh, looking for dancers. And now the company has, um, I believe we have in total eight or nine people and we're all really, really different. So we're blending modern and contemporary dance and and various street styles of dance. I, I, you know, there's so many different and amazing things that our, our dancers, including yourself, Here's a compliment for you, including including you do um so very well. So we're super fortunate to have all these amazing voices that that that's not only the the modern contemporary um that that's coming in and informing us, informing our work, informing um and and just, yeah, just kind of coming together to create a thing, to create some shit. That's 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 the basic way I can say. We're all coming together to create some shit. So. That's, That's how viscosity uh, became a thing. As my ex used to say, I have dope friends who do dope shit. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> I'm their, I am their biggest fucking cheerleader. I'm like, yes, do the thing. Yeah. So, yep, yep. Especially yeah. if it's some shit I can't do, which, you know, it's why it's such a pleasure to see uh, you and Viv work the way that y'all do. I appreciate that very much. Of course. Very, very much. And it's it's interesting though. Like when uh, when I joined up, Vivian was talking to me about uh, the idea of there being sort of a void in terms of what the modern and contemporary dance scenes in Colorado have to offer. 
Yeah. At this point in time. Um, and I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about how that, that feels to you in terms um, of what, what's out there and what you'd like to see. Yeah. I think that in Colorado, there is a lot of amazing dance. It's a lot of um, people creating work. And that, that's one of the things I admire so much about um, living in Colorado and, and, and engaging with some of these artists is that they're always making work, always making work. Um, but I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I feel like when, in terms of, for me, um, one of the reasons why viscosity is a thing that I love so much or is so important to me um, was because that um, sometimes I, sometimes I didn't feel like there was space in a lot of, in a lot of times, or um, there wasn't space a lot of times for people who looked like me or identified like um, like me for our work to be presented, or or I wasn't seeing a, a lot of work that mirrored my experiences, or mm. uh, I could I could. Uh, closely identify with so that's kind of um the vision of quote-unquote vision of one of the visions of viscosity is to is to put these stories um from these disenfranchised group many, many disenfranchised groups and communities and 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 experiences on stage for people to see because in a lot of ways sometimes i feel like so, these certain places, these certain pockets in Colorado are not really keen to the experiences and the struggles of people of color or people who identify differently from um, the heterosexual white norm. So I think that that's one of the things that was so important about creating this company and creating the work that we do is, is that we are sending a message that our lives matter. These are the things that are happening. These are things that are important. These are things that are happening in these communities here in Colorado that are not always being spoken about. And we felt that though a lot of the work in Colorado was great, a lot of the work that was being made didn't necessarily um, mirror our experiences or, or we couldn't necessarily identify with. Um, and that, that could, in a lot of reasons, could be because we are hugely a minority um, in Colorado in places like Boulder and different things of that nature. So you, so you don't have people who are authentic, authentic authentically yeah that's the word um authentically there it is, there it is. authentically it's like on, nailed it on the, on the tequila authentically um making um presenting these stories because they're not their stories so then it was like oh well since we are this minority we have a lot of, a lot of things to say there's a lot of things going on in the world that, that are not being addressed and spoken about in these spaces it is our i felt it was my, it was, uh, my duty to like this is the thing that's going on this is how all these things are fucked up and we're going to fucking talk about it. Uh, I'm so sorry you're uncomfortable, but I'm always uncomfortable as a black man. So welcome to our experiences. You know, so so that's one of the things about that, that I love about our company and the work that we create um, and the work that we will um, continue to create is that we have these stories and that stories and experiences that a lot of people are not keen to. And then so we're like, you know, we're putting that story in your face. You're going to engage with it because we're not going to sweep it underneath the rug and, and just feign sympathy for no reason, you know? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And like I said, I have a passing familiarity with the modern dance world, having, you know, spent some formative college years um, taking part in it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, having, um, gotten your dance degree and your master's and all that shit that the 
curriculum and the hierarchy in terms of college dance programs are very Eurocentric yeah. sensibilities, ballet and modern. And, you know, modern is it just, you know, essentially has all these white origins. It's a very, in many ways, like a, a, a dance that embraces white sensibility because it came from that. Yeah. So I have to imagine it, 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 it seems like it would be very alienating at times being a black man in that world. It, it can, um, it, it really, really can. I mean, most of the times, and, and this could also be because of, of where I am and where I've danced and trained, but mm. most of the time um, I'm probably one out of at most three black men in a class. I, I, I think that myself and probably three has been the most that in a while that, I, that I've been in, in, interacting with or been in a class where there's people who looked like me um, in terms of like a black male. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it can be, it, I think it can be alienating in a, lot, in a lot of ways and a lot of ways seeing the work and the companies that are held to high esteem and the, the, the companies that, that are, are recognized and applauded and being like, there's not really a lot of people who look like me or, or, or seeing the, you know, all these, these companies and dancers and, and then not, and then there being like one or two dancers who look, um, who look like me. So it, it can be, it's like, well, there is, is there anybody else? Is there any representation? Is there, so it can be really alienating and feel like there's no one else out there doing the thing, but there are people. So, so it's, it's great to be able to find those people and to and to engage with with those people who so that it doesn't feel as um, alienating to find those people who are making the work that you are making and, and also identify the way in which you do um, for me has been less alienating when I got to grad school and, and met Achilles J Wilkins and um, one got to be a part of, of of one of his works and got to um, know him on a professional and personal level and in his artistry and things of nature and, and being like oh I don't feel so alone I, I don't I don't feel so so like ostracized and, and not that anybody necessarily made me feel that way but after meeting him realizing that oh there was definitely something missing and that was the thing that was missing feeling completely removed from the conversation because I identified differently if that makes sense oh absolutely and I mean once you had that experience do you feel like that opened up certain avenues in the way you created work absolutely because a- because after meeting um, people like him, uh, people like Giselle Mason, who's another one of my mentors um, and from grad school, I was like, oh, well, fuck this. I'm fucking my <laughs> other feelings. Fuck, 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 fuck it all. Fuck this. Fuck you. You know, so, so then, I, then I was like, great. Well, then now I'm able to create work and be so unapologetic about it. And that's the thing that, that I think was, quote, unquote, salvation. Because I met these artists, and I was like, "Wow, you're creating these works, and like, you don't care what people think, I, I, or maybe you do, and you just, you don't care if people are uncomfortable, or or it is their uncomfortability. Uh, uncomfortability is part of the experience. Like, you know, ha- having these conversations with some people and being like, oh, wow, like you just you there, there's so much agency, and and I think that's one of the things again that was missing that that finding people." who 
are making the work that I, I making the work that I want to make and, and seeing that they are so autonomous in, in their artistry was revolutionary for me. Super revolutionary. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Um, well, cool. I want to dive a little deeper into all of that, um, but we're going to wait until we come back from break. Um, so my guest tonight is uh, the amazing Keith Haynes. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. And we are back. My guest tonight is Keith Haynes, uh, modern dancer and contemporary dancer extraordinaire and co-director of Viscosity Dance Company. Keith, how are you feeling? Great. Extraordinaire is such a great word. I like that. I'm going to start adding that to my resume. Extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I forget where I picked it up, but I started using it for... Um, D. Daniels Locke, uh, this amazing Lindy Hopper, and I was like, "Oh yes, I'm I'm adding that. That is, nice. mm, it's got that that um, was it anything French? Just kind of has that air of sophistication. Yeah, a little razzle dazzle. Yeah, a little <laughs> give him the old razzle dazzle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even if it's vulgar, like I've heard, like uh, you know, um, I've had friends explain like certain French slang to me, and I was like, "Oh man, that's it's fucking gross," but uh, it it sounds so lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So being, uh, I can't say I've always been a street dancer because obviously like as a, as a white kid, like I didn't grow up in the culture. It's something that I came to later in life, but I always felt drawn to, um, the street styles and, and the sensibilities, uh, before I really understood what that meant as a, you know, uh, an aspect of black culture. Um, but I, you know, during those formative years and I was, you know, having my college education, uh, with modern dance, I started really like not hating it, but definitely like resenting a bunch of stuff that I was seeing, but yeah. I didn't really have the words for, um, and that kind of has persisted to this day, but it's one of those things that I think it's good that I talk to other modern dancers about it, particularly ones that I don't think are going to like get personally offended by this shit. So I hope you don't mind me directing some questions towards you. Oh no, not at all. All right. Perfect. Um, Cause it's like in episode six of the podcast, I had a very long discussion with Tatiana Desadlon. Um, who is the founder of Passion Fruit Dance Company out in New York. She's from Switzerland. Uh, she's a black woman from Switzerland uh, who, you know, has been doing street styles forever. And we got to talking about um, modern dance, and especially when it comes to street dance theater and like the, the blending of, of modern and, and um, break dancing. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, no, it was just modern and street, which equates to, just modern blended with breakdancing. Like yeah. whenever I see like, Oh, it's street dance theater. It's always just those two things, unless we're talking about Rennie Harris. Mm -hmm. Right. But anyone else who tries to do it is, you know, it, it just tends to, it's, it's turned into this kind of formulaic thing. It seems. Yeah. You know, cause it's, it's breakdancing movements devoid of context placed to, you know, uh, Philip glass. Yeah. For example. And then it's just some combination of that ad infinitum down the line for years. I've been seeing this shit. Mm -hmm. So 
I mean, you're, you are a co-founder and a co-director of uh, a street dance theater or modern blend company yourself. So like, what does that aesthetic say to you? Like when you see stuff like that? Um, hmm. When I, when I see, when I see certain things, I, um, when I see a lot of art, I'm really inspired by the things that I see, but, um, when it comes to, I mean, when it comes to any of the things that like Vivian and I do or the conversations that we have, we, I'll, I won't speak for a while, I'll say, I try to, you know, not be appropriative or mm. um, to take certain things. Out. And I feel like in a lot of ways that some of these companies or some of these, you know, people who are fusing these things are in, in some form or fashion appropriating the style, appropriating the culture, because they have not, as you had mentioned, like really engrossed themselves into the culture and understanding, you know, where certain movements and things come from. And it's and it then it comes off for me as being super gimmicky, like, oh, I'm I'm blending these two things as a as uh as a gimmick as opposed to really understanding the um, intersections between the two. So that so and and on one hand, I'm super inspired by the things that I'm seeing, but I'm also really cautious as to are you um, truly diving into and understanding the styles in which that you are attempting to do or doing and fusing. Um, so that so those are kind of the things that that, that I feel when I watch um, some of these companies or dancers. When it comes to viscosity, um, I am not a street dancer. Um, I, have, <laughs> I, have, I have trained in um, street styles when I was um, in um, in graduate school. Um, I trained with KO. I trained with uh, uh, Larry Southall and stuff like that. So, but I, but I still wouldn't call you know much respect to them. They are legends. I love, love, love both of them. Um, I haven't got a chance to work with Rainy yet, but that's kind of a sidebar. Um, but <laughs> it, but but when I when I when I um, trained in those styles it, it was in an educational sense you know things that of that nature and we were out you know going to their little classes and things of that nature but i would not call myself a street dancer um i do, do not do street styles um i've trained in them you know dabbled in them um but I, but i personally have not so when when it comes to fusing um and looking at viscosity as some and a company that uses and fuses these styles I look a lot of times to Vivian because Vivian has really engrossed herself in street style, um, technique, culture, dance, all the things. So I, I you know, I, you know, you know, kind of proxy to her, like, you, you know, you speak on this or, or, you know, we'll have conversations about how these things intersect and blend um, just so that we're not, you know, not being appropriate of not, you know, taking things and making something like gimmick or whatever it is. But um yeah, I look to Vivian because I'm like, you're the source. You're the source. And like, oh, I, look to, I look to, you know, people like you or Taylor or the people who have trained heavily in street styles. I was like, that is not, that is not my forte. You know, we, mm. we, we can come together and collaborate on, and on ways in which it, it can, it fits in like a little puzzle piece into um, the, the full scope of the work that we're choreographing. But I would in no way go into like choreographing my own thing because that's, you know, that's not, that's not my discipline. You know, um, that's, yeah. that's not my ministry, as some people would say back in my church. Um, I like that. So, so it, it's one of those things where, you know, when I, when I look at it, I'm like, great, it's great, you know, and I'm, I'm really cautious about it being appropriative. But in terms of when it comes to viscosity, I'm like, well, that's not, that's, that's not, that's not my lane. So I'm going to stay where, you know, 
um, in my lane and then, and then, you know, um, proxy to, you know, or, or, or look to Vivian and, and you and Taylor and Hannah and all the other uh, people on, on the company who have trained really heavily in these styles for those pieces of information, because I, I, I would not want to uh, devalue or water down in any way because, I, because it's, it's not, it's not true to me and my body. And I really appreciate that. And you, I think you hit on the, the term perfectly appropriative. And that's not language that I had access to when I was in the system, when I was um, trying to confront certain uh, directors or educators when it came to modern dance about like why some of the shit I was seeing was problematic. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. And um, for me in trying to understand like this interplay between modern dancing and like street styles that I'm seeing today, like it makes me think about what I know about how modern started, which admittedly might be pretty flawed because I'm a decade out of college. So, you know, I could totally be getting some of this stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. Feel free to correct me if I am wrong, but I'll probably like, be from wrong what too, I honestly, I'll probably <laughs> be wrong. <laughs> you just got your master's in this shit. Yeah. Well, not in dance history. I mean, I, I learned it and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, those, well, those old dead people did their thing. I'm here to do my thing. That sounds really, really Fuck terrible yeah. to say, but like, you know, in a lot of ways it's like, yeah, that was, that was them. And I could comment on it, but not, not necessarily to like memorize the history verbatim. I'm like, it's there if I need it. All right. Well then let's uh, just drunkenly rap uh, without consequence <laughs> about this shit. But from what I understand, like you had ballet mm-hmm. and then you had people that rebelled against uh, the style of ballet and the aesthetic of ballet. So you had Martha Graham, you had the Denishon company, you had people like that. Yeah. And, you know, they're experimenting with uh, weight and gravity and, and, you know, initiation and all these other things. Um, and at the time it was really edgy and really like, you know, revolutionary. And it just, you know, sparked this uh, crazy movement around the world. Um, but then after a while, uh, outside of like certain artists that have come and gone, you know, a lot of it just seems to be locked in place, crystallized and, and codified. Mm-hmm. So that when you, when finally like modern dance is at the point where it's willing to look at uh, uh you know street dancing and and black cultural creations like that it's it's more like you said out of a sense of gimmick out of a sense of like okay i'm just going to take this and take this and take this and you know put it together and make things you know make myself seem fresh and exciting right etc and it's it just it's really fucking shallow but i'm also absolutely not surprised because from what i know from my time in modern dance like it's a very in many ways i experienced it as a very clinical way of looking at dance things were focused about movement and movement quality but not why we move and not the origins of these movements Mm -hmm. so that's where you get um i think it was paul taylor the postmodern dancer who you know his dance piece and i'm doing air quotes was fucking him standing for 40 minutes without moving and like you had some electronic timer counting the minutes and shit and that was supposed to be a dance piece huh yeah he's really really up his own ass probably Um, yeah yeah that was like postmodern dancing (laughs) but that that's the thing is that like it was very academic it was very like okay well dance we're, we're challenging the foundation of what dance is so we don't even need music right yeah and i'm like well fuck you 
that's that's the most i could say to my dance history teacher because i could i didn't have the words to argue what i was feeling but i was like that's that's fucking stupid yeah i yeah i could i could i mean i could totally see that absolutely i mean that that's kind of the same thing um for me when i was when i was an undergrad and, and looking at a lot of these pieces actually i'm not familiar with that piece at all with um paul taylor um a lot a lot of, a lot of these pieces that I've seen artists that, that I engaged with. I was super in love with them in undergrad, but then, then I got to graduate school and it was like a whole different way of thinking. And they were like, mm-hmm. fuck them. I mean, yes, love them. <laughs> love them and, and what they did, but like, fuck them. They were wrong in like all these ways. And I was like, what? It was so revolutionary. Cause I was like, wow, I've worshiped all these people for years. And now you're telling me like to, you know, take two middle fingers to their face. Like what? what so it was super revolutionary to to get to graduate school and then to like that that like um worship of these dance idols to just kind of be disrupted and then to be like oh wow so they really were terrible that really was not that great i mean it opened doors for this and this and this but like oh that really wasn't that great so so i i agree what you're saying it's like sometimes you look you look back at certain things and certain people you're like wow they were really revolutionary they were really great they were you know, they did a lot of groundbreaking um, for, you know, the style and different things. But in a lot of ways, it was just like, okay, what the hell are you doing? What, what's, what's actually, what's actually happening? Um, it's a little, it's a little master, but masturbatory, mm-hmm. right? It's a little like, you know, oh, I'm such a fucking genius. I'm going to, you know, just, you know, tear it all up and, and throw away the pieces and just, you know, it gets to this point where you, you you're just some fucking dickhead in a scarf going, all right. So what I want is I'm going to grease myself <laughs> up in bacon grease, and I'm going to do the pot of beret, uh with a broken arm. And I'm just like, all right, good mm-hmm. for you, man. Fuck. <laughs> it gets exhausting because yeah. it's like, all right, from you know, and I know everyone's allowed their own opinion, and um, you know, dance is subjective, but at the same time, there are certain things where it's like can we at least agree that like music fucking matters, you know, in terms of dance, like that there is a connection between the dancer, the music, the body, etc. Yeah. I, I can, I can totally, totally agree with that. And, and in a, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, I mean, I have done a lot of things where I have like disrupted that too. But what, one of the things that um, in terms of the conversation that we're having in terms of these, these like um, pioneers and dance makers and, and being super pretentious, one thing that was amazing to me um, as I was coming up in graduate school was I was always asked why. I was always challenged on every single thing. So when, mm-hmm. when, when we viewed a lot of these quote-unquote weird, um, avant-garde, whatever, whatever you want to call it, works, <laughs> and, and you know, we would have conversations about it. We would always come back to, like, the why. Like, why is this important? Why, you know... You know, so whatever I'm, I'm making making a work or conceiving a work, and I'm thinking about those things like, okay, maybe we're gonna stand still for 15 minutes, and, like, and then I have to go, but why? So it's like it's then it's not like <laughs> quote unquote weird shit for weird shit's sake. It's like so the things the things that I am and and or the things I'm brainstorming or, or wanting to conceive have a sense of purpose it has a sense of purpose in terms of yeah. of conveying narrative or disrupting narrative or 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 whatever whatever it is so i feel like um yeah i don't know but i'm also not sure if that's if that if that's also pretentious in, in the way in, in which 
we're having this conversation. So I'm not really sure, but like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the one to say. And I mean, obviously, like, as as people who've been listening to the show for a long time can attest, like, I think a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've absolutely been accused of thinking too much. And those accusations were yeah. merited. Um, so, I mean, I, I can't blame anybody for that. But at the same time, you know, especially when we come to, I think one of the things that used to offend me about it, like with all these these pieces, right, is that if it was a show that you were putting on and you were having an audience and you were expecting people to pay tickets to watch an evening of dance and then you would like make them sit there and watch you stand still for 15 fucking minutes Mm -hmm. right and then you get offended if they get bored and leave you know like that doesn't make any goddamn sense well in in a a lot of ways at least for me and in in their mini defense um for, mm-hmm. for me, what I what I have learned in terms of coming up um, and creating work and creating work that is sim- not similar to that, but but work that that people don't necessarily understand or make people uncomfortable. Sometimes, and I'm not sure if they were doing this, but for me, if that were me, I I have I kind of adopted this philosophy of I really don't I don't care. Like, and and I'm not sure if these artists cared or or if they did care that people stayed and stroked their ego, or whatever it is. But like. In a lot of ways, like when, yeah. when, I, when I create work and 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 people, you know, say they didn't understand it or or it was, you know, it was uh, kind of a, um, they were kind of overwhelmed or what or whatever whatever it is. I, or they or I've had people who have gotten up mid um, performance and left. Like for my thesis, I, I have a video of somebody like you know a video of my thesis and like in the middle of my thesis, somebody like stands up and like leaves. Oh damn! And, and the, the, but the, but the thing about it is like that doesn't bother me. So, so in so yeah. in in their defense, in a lot of ways, when I started to create work, I'm like, but I'm not creating this work for you. In in a lot of ways, you have mm. as an audience member have the opportunity to see this thing that I am trying to to, to say or convey. But but I'm, but I'm not necessarily. I am dependent on you, but I'm also not dependent on you. So whether you like it or not, or whether you you know. Um, or, or whatever it is, like I'm, I'm also like, don't give a crap. Like, granted, I don't know. I'm, I'm I personally would be irritated if I paid fifty fucking dollars to go to a show and somebody stands up on stage for fifty minutes and just like stares at me. Um, <laughs> but in a lot of ways, I, but I, in a lot of ways, I I, I wouldn't because I, because I've been taught to kind of dive deeper than than the surface level of okay, I'm just watching somebody look at me on stage, and so I, I'm looking at body. I'm looking at you know. So I'm, I'm starting to like look more at other things than just what's on the surface level and then that for me starts to um, make these connections and like oh okay yeah great um because that that was that was a thing for me like why am i getting you know when i was in grad school like why am i getting um this dance training or or pursuing this degree if people are just gonna get on stage and eat a fucking sandwich like why do i need to learn how to do if it's like all I have to do is like learn how to, you know, eat a sandwich on stage, or you know, um, I've heard people like taking a shit on stage. They stuff like it's like, why do I need to learn technique? But but as I continue my dance training, or I continue my my um, creating and, and my own artistry, I'm realizing that in a lot of ways that um, the training to be a dancer and 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 the honing of the technical skills that allows us to do all these other things that sometimes don't really necessarily make sense to other people or may seem completely stupid to other people, but but it's like, oh, this is what the work is and this is what the work needs. Like the work needs me to stay in here for 15 minutes and stare right back at you. Because, you know, so 
so in their defense, sometimes it's like I think some of those things are are warranted and, and can be um, explained and uh, justified. But then sometimes I'm just like, can you just do the fucking dance? Like we didn't spend 15 years training for, for you to get on stage and eat a salad. Like I, I, I want to see a tondu. Like can you pot a beret for do so? You know. So I I kind of tread this this like or teeter on this line of that's dance, that's performance, and that and and it's it is something that is valuable and then and then a lot and sometimes i'm just like what the f is actually happening so yeah and that's the thing too i think i think i think a lot of the you're making a lot of good points and i don't want to like you know make it seem like i'm against the idea of challenging Mm -hmm. the audience i think there's definitely value to that and i think you know in many ways that I don't even know if it's Paul Taylor. I might be maligning this dancer for no fucking reason, but whoever did that fucking bullshit performance, right? The value to that is that he showed us where the light is because you can definitely challenge the audience without being a a self-indulgent, navel-gazing, masturbatory asshole. You know? And in many ways, a lot of these people, I think that's just kind of the... I think, like you said, it is the the question that you have to ask: Why? Why is this necessary? Why am I doing this? And is it really having the effect that I'm I'm going for? Is it possible that you know I've just I'm just too lost in my own sauce? Right Absolutely. Now? You know, because a a lot of these people are coming from privilege, and they you know doing fucking self congratulatory work like that off and and getting praised for it once or twice reinforces this this image of them that they have of themselves with that they're fucking geniuses when in reality they're pretty uh, I, yeah I can, I can i can totally agree with that and that, that's definitely something that i have um thought about especially now that when i when i view work i'm viewing work from a completely different lens and i'm looking at the intention and i feel like in, in a lot of a lot of ways or, or 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 maybe this is not something that's easy for other other people i'm not saying it's easy for me but some of them, when I look at a piece and, and it's, they, they, they do these exact things that you're talking about. And it, and to me, it, it becomes really obvious on stage. And then, and then that, that, that makes me pull out because in a lot of ways I, I could sit there and watch you do that one gesture for 15 minutes, or I could sit, sit there and watch you eat the salad for 15 minutes. But, but, but yeah, if I'm fucking know, high, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> or, Go or on. In, in a lot of ways, because like, you know, when, when it comes to, um intention I, I don't know like for me like c- certain things are really interesting to me when I, when I look at like the intention behind it and it's not self-indulging and and you know um you know a stick up somebody's ass and it's like or, you know you know wh- whatever it is it's just like you're just you're doing the thing and the thing is honest so and i feel like that in a lot of ways sometimes really reads on stage and then you can really mm-hmm. start to sniff people's bullshit you're like that's you're bullshitting and that's one, the one thing that i learned <laughs> uh, i learned in grad school to be like I feel like I have a really, really good, strong bullshit meter. And sometimes I'm looking at stuff I'm like, no, that's not the thing. And that's not the thing that you wanted it to be. Um, and sometimes I'm like, oh, that was hmm. brilliant. That was really, really great. So I don't know. I, again, I, I, I um, teeter back and forth. But in a lot of ways, like I'm able to discern like, yeah, you're fucking phoning it in right now and, and trying to. And trying to spoon feed me and, and make me believe that you're 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 doing this sort of work when you're actually really not doing that. Um, so yeah, yeah. And I think, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't really. I mean, 
I'm, I'm even on this, I'm torn because I was about to say it doesn't really hurt anybody, but in a way it kind of hurts all of us. If this is the shit that's look, you know, if this person phoning it in, if that just kind of sets the standard, like it really limits what we right. could be doing and what we could be expecting of dancers in this day and age, like in, you know, modern dance in the boomers, generation like in the boom when the boomers were uh you know the, mm-hmm. the fresh young people riding the coattails of previous generations uh inheriting like all this economic prosperity um you know fucking leaving their convic- convictions at the door eventually with the age of aquarius all that shit like they were able to do a bunch of self-indulgent indulgent bullshit and they were able to you know for a time you know define what was groundbreaking and this and that and cool we've seen where that goes and that's good for education's sake, but I feel like we can be doing more. I feel like we can be pushing in, in ways like what you're talking about uh, regarding identity and inclusivity and, and um, uh, fighting for justice yeah. and equity and shit, you know, like if we're, if we're still stuck in this stage of like watching the guy eat a sandwich on stage, like, you know, good for him but we could be agree so much more totally agree and that and that's i mean one one of the reasons why going back to like kind of why we created viscosity because we're just like we just we need we need this work and and not that people are there are people all over the place that are creating amazing amazing work but it, it was one of those things where we're just yeah. like, we're not seeing these things happening we're not seeing Exactly what you're what you're, you're talking about right now occurring in the spaces that we that we currently occupy. So it was like, nah, we gotta figure something out. We gotta have to figure something out because these these are these these are the stories and experiences that need to be on the forefront. Because you know, so mm. and it was imperative for, for us to be like, yeah, it's it's the time to start start you know um, putting these stories on the stage or putting these stories on the forefront or or presenting them in these spaces because it, it needs to be because you know then you have people who just do whatever so we it was really important for us to go yeah this it, it's an, it's the time for us to start telling these stories about about our experiences with race and racism and prejudice and and sexuality and identity and and all these things because we weren't seeing those stories reflected in, in these spaces mm. Yeah. And that's essential. And at the end of the day, that's why I like having these conversations. And it's why I wanted you on the show, especially because like you have these unique perspectives uh, while still being in modern dance. And I think we can all benefit from each other. So in that respect, I think my final thing I want to ask about regarding this, and then I'll move on is what do you feel Let's see. How do I want to put this? Um, Why should street dancers study modern and contemporary dance forms? What benefit is it for them? And vice versa. What benefit is there for modern dancers to go into uh, street styles and and these cultural art forms and like really, um, really like devote energy towards Mm. them? That's a great, oh, that's a great question. That's a loaded question. Um, I'll, I'll start by saying that I think that 
modern contemporary dancers, ballet dancers, can benefit from taking street styles and immersing themselves in that culture because it, it is very different from the quote-unquote culture and experiences that we have. Um, from my experience in starting a um, starting street styles and, and house and different things of that nature and feeling like a complete or being, I'm not even feeling, being a complete beginner again, and then having to go, <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, wh- how do I, how do I bring myself to this? And feeling super self-conscious about about being in the style and being like, this style's not for my body, but then going, okay, how can I incorporate, not necessarily what I learned in contemporary and modern, but, but incorporate my problem-solving skills that I use in contemporary and mm-hmm. modern dance, in house, in hip hop, in in the street styles that I was um, learning. So I feel like in in a lot of ways, I think a, a cross pollination would help one because it um, it teaches us how to use our bodies differently. These styles ask very different things of our bodies, and I'm not saying that. And I, I'm I'm mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways like when I. Again, starting grad school, I, I you know um, equate a lot of things to grad school, but disrupting my my own um, narrative and 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 identifying my own implicit bias and feeling like oh ballet is the foundation, ballet is not the foundation of shit, in my opinion. I, I think I think it and I think oh. it, I think it's beneficial, but I think but I, I've I've met a lot of of uh, street style dancers who did not train first in these um, European styles of dance and are dope and have and have. I have a understanding and understanding of their bodies and ways in which to move their bodies and things of that nature. So I don't necessarily think that one needs the. What, I wouldn't say one needs to to do the other, or or street styles need contemporary and ballet and modern to be successful. But I think that we can all benefit from a cross pollination because then it allows us to allows us different ways and possibilities of opening our minds and, and learning and problem solving and troubleshooting and whatever else other vocabulary words you want to use in terms of our own styles. Because I feel like in, in a lot of ways from taking my problem solving skills in a contemporary class and bringing that into a house class and bringing that to a street style, I was really beneficial because I was like, oh, I understand now and now that I'm using, I'm not using my tendu, I'm not using my pot de beret, but I'm but I'm understanding that how I when I problem solve and I figured out how to do the, the pot de beret, okay, then how can I do, you know, um toe drops or heel drops in house? Or how, how can I find the groove in certain things? How can I, you know, and um you, you Yeah. It's more right. more you know, tools utilizing in your my my work in um, somatic practices and, and taking that into house and being like okay so I'm exerting way too much energy right now and my feet are and my body are not I'm not I'm not doing the thing and then going maybe I only need about thirty percent of my energy which is something I learned when I was when I I, I took a um, a Gaga class and using thirty percent of your body using thirty percent mm. of your energy I'm like okay how can I use thirty percent in in house. And that was the first day the house made sense. I was like, oh my fucking gosh, I get it. I get it. And it, and it, and it wasn't, I wasn't using contemporary dance, but I was using the problem-solving skills or, or, or a concept from that technique in my dance in, in, in this new training that I was doing. And then it became, it started to make sense. And not necessarily that I needed it. I didn't necessarily need it, but it, it made sense for me coming from one world going into the other. So do I... Do I Exactly, speaking and, and especially speaking that new language at such an older age, and and, and and again starting from scratch. So, 
to answer your question, do I think that I don't necessarily think that it's a it's a need for one to learn the other, but I think a, a cross pollination would help in a lot of ways. I think in a lot of ways, a lot of mm-hmm. modern and contemporary dancers can really benefit from street styles because it will teach them a lot more about their bodies than they think. Um, which is a lot of things that I learned. I learned so much more about my, my about my body, the the possibilities of my body, and and energy, and and velocity, and all the things. Um, when I was doing street talk, and then I was like, oh, then then contemporary made sense. And I used something in, in contemporary or, or the troubleshooting and things in contemporary in street styles, and I was like, oh, now this is starting to make sense. So I think a, a cross pollination would help, uh, but I, I don't necessarily think like one mm-hmm. quote unquote needs the other to be successful. Um, and if I'm gonna segue here and, and and you know get onto another soapbox, I definitely feel like in terms of dance education across the board, it needs to it needs some a lot of like reworking to incorporate a lot of more street styles into it because I feel like that education that that, oh, that yeah. education, the the implementation of those techniques in the bodies can can not only help you be a dancer, but I think that the, the history is important because you have jazz dance and you have, you, you, you everybody talks about jazz dance, but not the history of, of jazz dance and what that comes from. And it comes from, you know, all these different styles that, that, it, that, that history gets, kind of gets cut off and you're like, oh, Fosse and, and Giordano and, and my, 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 uh, Mark Marx, whatever his name is. I don't do jazz, but you know what I mean, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm just jumping <laughs> yeah. from one soapbox to the other and saying that now we need to start decolonizing dance education. Thank you for coming to my Fuck yeah. Period. drinking and dance. I'm all about this shit. Well, no, thank you. I mean, that's absolutely correct. And having been through the uh, higher education in dance myself, like I can absolutely attest to that. And it's just like, if we're talking about like challenging paradigms and, and um, you know, breaking misconception and shit like that, that statement that ballet is the foundation of dance. Like it's such crap. Fuck it's off. First crap. And foremost. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, it's a French slash yeah. Italian ethnic dance from a few hundred years ago. And it, it's, That's it's so, it. I don't know. Like, it's funny because I, I, I look back at my, myself like five or six years ago if i said that to myself five or six years ago i, I would have you know clutched my invisible non-existent pearls and be like what are you kidding me and then, and then like again going going into these spaces where everything I, I i thought was a thing was disrupted and being like oh it is so not it is so not the foundation it no it's not it, it totally is not and then like it's not it, yeah mm-hmm no it's not a foundation of shit. It's not. Mm. It's it really isn't. Not not a market. Not. I mean, it's, it a, it's the foundation it, it, and it, of modern. And it can be like we use certain aesthetics from ballet in modern <laughs> and contemporary class. You will see a lot of these 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 uh, yeah. exercises and and things that we do in ballet show up. And yes, they they support each other in a lot of ways. But I I think it's I think it's in a lot of I think it is really dangerous to say that is the foundation of dance technique when there are so many different genres of dance that have so many layers to them and so much cultural richness mm. to them and not a ton do is fucking done mm-hmm. in these techniques. So how so to say that it is the foundation of dance and this is coming from somebody who 
school has its foundation in ballet and modern, but to say it is the foundation of all dance is devaluing the the things that all these other styles have brought to the table just as equally as modern and contemporary dance and ballet dance has done. It's 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 completely devaluing and, and, and shutting off the again the richness of these uh, cultures of these techniques. Oh, absolutely, and it's elevating. Oh, absolutely, whiteness. it's putting white supremacy on this like huge pencil and saying, "Here it is." Yep, and this is still going in most going on in most Absolutely. major colleges and universities throughout the uh, the country, y'all. So if you're currently in a college dance program and the only way you can get a diploma is to do ballet or modern, and you get one hip hop class and it's an elective for one credit, like start yeah. asking your fucking Absolutely. faculty start why asking, that is exactly. Start asking these questions. Start um, like just kind of ripping the bandaid off and really asking these questions because. It is, in a lot of ways, many, many of these dance programs um, treat street styles, treat African dance as this elective, and as this like, oh yeah, you do that, but you know, to get get the degree, you have to get through level one, two, three, four, five, X, Y, Z of you know, so and so European forms of dance, um, which is completely freaking ridiculous. So um, I think by a lot of ways decolonizing these 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 programs and really incorporating a lot of street style and adding these these voices to these programs can can do a lot of really amazing things. Can do a lot, a lot of amazing things that I think a lot of these programs are not doing. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I love CU's program. I loved the program because I, I felt that in a lot of ways I was immersed in um, a lot of different a lot of different mm-hmm. things and I, I can kind of pick and choose my own path um and and again a lot of uh, i mean every program has its uh things that they need to improve but what i loved about this program so much i just i felt that some a lot of ways that these um these other these styles that are other and i don't say other styles but these styles that are a lot of ways othered had a seat at the table um, at CU, and so we had a lot of conversations about decolonizing dance technique. We had a lot of conversations about why is it that that you know you go to you look up a dance program, research a dance program, and it's like oh, contemporary track, ballet track, and then you know you are, you need to take six hours of hip hop, and and it's just like okay, so you need to take you know ninety hours of modern dance and six hours of hip hop to fulfill a dance degree, and it's in a lot of ways not showing value and appreciation for what these street styles have to offer, that history, that the culture, all the things have to offer. So I think it's really important that we we have these conversations about what what dance training is and how how we can start incorporating a lot of these um, voices that are not Eurocentric. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. I'm at that level of drunkenness that I want to like start making some Molotov cocktails and going to campuses and shit. <laughs> We've reached the nice. Marxist level of drunk. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, but but for real though, I mean, I I really appreciate that cuz it was you know, and I wasn't even like, you know, I'm not black. I don't come from these cultures, but like still even practicing some of the styles I was learning while I was in a college dance program and having white professors say, Oh, that's so mm-hmm. neat. Like, Oh, look at you, you know? And it's like, Oh, yeah. fuck yourself. 
I don't go into your fucking ballet class like, oh, that's so adorable. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And that, I don't know, for me, that's one of the things that I'm, I am striving to um, disrupt and striving to, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like when I, when I look at it as a, as a teacher myself, I'm like, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. I, I want to encourage my stu- students to um, approach art making using their voice using the the whatever is in your specific toolbox as opposed to feeling like you have to fit into a box fit into a mold of what is deemed acceptable and i feel like in a lot of ways these programs deem modern and contemporary dance ballet as acceptable and and deem these up street styles as other so one thing that as an educator what i'm trying to do is like no 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 no. you want to make work you want to bring work to the council stage you want to have a piece out you know whatever it is like bring that voice whatever that authentic voice is to the forefront and let that be the thing that people see that people experience as opposed to trying to fit into a box that's not you um because i feel like that's a lot a lot of programs are doing they are stifling creativity um under this this guise of oh that's not acceptable modern and contemporary fuck fuck all that fuck all that allow people to really um open up their minds and their imaginations to conceive work not only using what we perceive to be the default styles but being be like yes we can still talk about race we can still talk we can still do all these things we can still be on the concert stage and it doesn't have to you don't have to see a ton do for the entire 60 minutes so i, I feel like because if there was one if there was one principle that modern dance was founded on, it's staying mm. safe and playing by the See, rules. See, in, in a lot of ways, when I, when I thought about modern dance and I, I think of, of it in conversation with ballet, I'm always just like, I feel like modern dance was a rebellion. You said, I don't want to do that shit anymore. I'm going to create my own shit. So, that, so then the question becomes like, when did it become yep. this elitist thing that 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 then then puts all these other things on a hierarchy because like when i think about modern dance i think about martha graham being like yeah that's not what i want to do i'm gonna create my own shit and then and then that kind of you know snowballing uh, to other people like oh yeah let's create our own stuff because that's not well that's and that was that was alvin sorry to cut you off but that was alvin ailey alvin ailey was like yeah he looked at martha graham shit he's like oh that's really finicky and weird i don't yeah uh, and i mean i'm not gonna do that Correct me if I'm wrong. I know I know he trained with Graham. He trained with uh, Lester Horton. So a lot of things you see with his with his company, uh, Alvin Ailey American Dance uh, Theater, is Horton technique. But in a lot of ways, Alvin Ailey was also a fusion artist. He said, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that too." But I'm, but, but 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 then putting that into his body <laughs> as a as a as a black man, and then be like, "This is what comes out of it." Was revolutionary revolutionary you just and then you see revelations yeah. and you're like ah oh my but but his tra- his training he had graham and he had um uh horton as well but then th- that also became a whole nother thing when he put it into his body and onto the concert stage so yeah i don't know it's it's i i don't know it's just kind of about disrupting what we perceive to be right and normal and acceptable Mm. And I, and I, mm. 
which I'm sure yeah, rings true I feel in like so many that, different ways. To me, when I again when I think about modern dance, it's, it's about it's about that. It's about a rebellion. It's about a rebellion of form, or not really say form, but a rebellion of the things that we perceive as acceptable and normal, which was you know ballet at, at this at um at this forefront in terms of like at this hierarchy and be like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. So, yeah. All right, so we've got a little bit more time left. Um, so just to wind down, I've got two more questions, if that's okay. All right, yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, I haven't asked this one in a while, and it just feels right for this particular uh, occasion, so I'm going to bring this one back. Um, one of uh, the best teachers I've had um, she she only comes through Denver like once a year as Millicent Johnny mm-hmm. in terms of her ability to think about dance and to get me to think about dance. Um, like she teaches uh, a style called Louisiana noir. Um, and it's at first glance, very closely related to Chicago, uh, not related, but looks very similar in a lot of ways to Chicago footwork. But it's mm-hmm. when I try to do it, I feel like the whitest fucking person you know, since fucking Benedict Arnold, like I just, I, I, you know, it, it gets me so frustrated and I'm trying so hard and I can't catch it. And she'll come up to me after class and she'd be like, I remember the first time she was like, you need to spend more time around water. And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, Louisiana, like New Orleans is right on the bayou. Like uh, we're right next to water all the time. It's, it's a part of our daily life. It's, it's um what, you know, we're just, we're just around that energy all the time. So if you want to get this, spend more time around water. Mm. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And then like another year, you know, at the end of class, she's like, you need to travel more. And I would like, at that point I was not going to say, but I've been to 17 countries. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, yeah, no, you need to like go and, and, you know, experience cultures that you're not used to and you know have strange food etc etc like it's it's really going to benefit you so like my point is her advice to me about how to improve my dance had nothing ever to do with dance technique yeah you know and it it was just a way of like getting me to think about like myself as a person and to find myself in the dance so my question to you is what is one thing that is non-dance related, non-music related, etc. Uh, that someone should know if they want to understand more about who you are. Oh, mm. not dance or music related. Yeah. Jeez, that's hard. <laughs> really well, hard. I mean, yeah, the dance and the music stuff are, are obvious. Like we can talk about that shit all day because we're all dancers. Day, yeah. But like. You know, what's something about you that they need to understand that's not dance related if they really want to understand, like, you know, how you dance? <laughs> um, I think that, oh, that's so hard. And I hope that what I'm about to say makes sense. So I apologize if I, if I start rambling like I've been doing, but like, let's see. Let's see what I <laughs> Just stick <laughs> stick with the theme, dude. We're having a blast. Go let's for see it. What, let's see what comes out. I, I feel like in a lot of ways when I, when I, if people were to see me and what I perceive to be my authentic self, ooh, that's, I don't know if that's answering your question, but um, 
the word that's coming to mind is humanness because sometimes when I when I'm dancing like oh this is a dance move but then when I explain explain it to someone and I'm trying to get them to to understand the quality that I'm trying to get it I'm like no it's it's not about the dance step it's it's about like the marshmallow fluff or it's you know it's a it's it's one it's one of those things so I I I don't know so I think in a lot of ways when I don't I think I'm not thinking about dance um and steps and technique and music what I'm drawing inspiration from is humanness is is um pedestrianness it's uh, it's just kind of being um because when i think about weight and i think about um depression and sadness and 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 all these things that and how it then affects me and inspires me to create art i'm i'm a lot of ways i'm not going from a place of like oh let me um I'm not always going from places like, oh, here are the the Tondu and Degage and the the third, the three pirouettes. But I'm like, okay, but where what's the humanness in it? In it, I I am I'm approaching this this uh, piece about my my blackness, but not from a um a political Black Lives Matter. But I'm approaching it from the weight I feel when I watch watch a video of a black man getting killed by police. So it's so then so then the choreography is is. is it's there, but 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 in terms of the quality of it, it's more so about the weight. So when I when I think about not technical steps or music, I'm thinking about like what 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 makes this human? What makes this real? Um, and and then relatability. Like can can I see myself in this? Can I can can I can I do something that allows the audience members to see themselves in what I'm presenting or understand where I'm coming from? Um. I yeah, I think that that's that that for me is when I when I think about um something that that doesn't include dance or music. I'm thinking about more so about the humanness and the and the related relatability of experiences, maybe. Okay, and that's that's fucking beautiful, and that provides a lot of insight. So that's how, if they want to understand how you dance, but what's what is something that isn't obvious that people should experience? Let's put it like that. What should they experience if they want to understand more about you as a person? Oh man. What do they need to experience? I'm not sure. It, it can be anything from the mundane to the, the deep. I I am. I'm not sure. I mean, if I'm going to grasp, not straws. <laughs> um, I'm really raking you over the coals on this one. Yeah, because I, I really can't, like, it's just like ocean sounds, like the waves are in my head. I can't, I really can't think of anything that I, I feel like I need, that people need to understand me um, as a dancer. I don't know. I, I, or, or, or the pieces that I choreograph are just, that's a really hard question. That's a really, I can't even think of anything deep. I can't, I can't even like do the, the well, yeah. bullshit thing because it's just like, I really don't know. Um, no, I totally, I, I got you. So for, for me, for example, like if you wanted to understand my, me um, without using dance, without using music, anything like that, I'd say start reading a shit ton of comic books. Uh, mm. Like for me, that was the thing that got me I mean, I'm 33. I still, I still want to be Batman. 
Well, no, really, Spider Man. I mean, Batman. Anyone can be Batman if they have thirty three billion dollars. Yeah, honestly, Jeff Bezos probably. But, <laughs> and he's and he's not he's not, not Batman. Well, and I will never forgive him with for your that. life. If you're not you're not I'll, Batman, that's I'll never fucking forgive Jeff Bezos for not being Batman. But um, yeah. So it's like read it, read comic books. Start like breaking down like American mythology, like because that was the thing that got me into dance was like seeing actual people with superpowers. Mm, right? mm-hmm. You know, and like and when I see like the dancers in in the street dance culture like motherfuckers have superpowers for days absolutely 100 percent. yeah um that's that's so interesting um when i um when i think about, i actually just had a thought and it just kind of just flew away like a little butterfly just flew away um damn you to kill uh, it's just <laughs> it, it just erases everything. It's a nice eraser. Um, I don't know. I I had I had a really I had a thought while you were talking, and it just kind of it, it went away. It's gone. It's totally gone. Oh, it happens. We just we just let them go. Yeah. they come and they go. <laughs> if, if if it comes back, I'll I'll bring it up. But I totally forgot what it was. Yeah, no worries at all, man. All right. Well, then, um, I guess my final question to you, uh, if you. If you didn't like that one, you're gonna hate me for this. Oh God! Um, what did I miss? What is something that you've always wanted to speak on, always wanted to talk about, maybe haven't gotten the chance? What's a question you've wanted to be asked, an answer you wanted to give? What have we missed here? Oh man, what have we missed? I don't. I feel like I touched on a we touched on a lot a lot of things you asked a lot of hard questions <laughs> a lot of really difficult things um, no mercy <laughs> I, I i don't know i i feel like there's uh i'm not sure if there, there is more conversation on looking at um stage dance or concert dance or or dance in general and what we view as um valuable mm-hmm. um yeah i really i don't know i think we i think we touched on a lot of um really great things ladies and gentlemen you heard it here yeah. first we scraped the bottom of the pot. yeah we got it all hmm. <laughs> <laughs> fucking mission accomplished. nice yes absolutely uh well yeah i mean it's 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 been a lot of fun man i don't um i don't normally get to have conversations about modern dance because i don't roll in those circles and most of the time i don't care to mm-hmm. but that's one of the great things i really appreciate about being in viscosity is um being around modern dancers that don't make me want to pull my eyes out i appreciate that <laughs> i appreciate that yeah no it's 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 a lot of gold and i'm very much looking forward to seeing um where we take this whole thing uh as a company um because you and vivian obviously have vision and i am very excited to see where that goes so for the folks at home who want to learn more about this where do they go what do they do Yes. Um, so um, Viscosity Dance Collective is on um, both Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at v- Viscosity Dance Co. on Instagram. Um, 
and on Facebook. Uh, there's updates and things about, about what we will be doing, um, what, what we are doing right now um, on those um, respective um, social media outlets and things of that nature. So uh, if you want to find any information about that, um, you can um, definitely visit our um, our social media pages. Uh, give us a like, leave a comment, send us a DM, whatever you would like. Um, all the things, yeah, we are, our door is um, definitely open um, and we encourage engagement and interaction with um, various artists from various different disciplines. So um, we'd love to hear and engage with anyone if they, um, if they feel like they need to. And if they want to follow you personally? Oh boy. Um, on Instagram, it is what did Keith see um, on Instagram? Um, yeah. If you want to follow all of my kind of craziness and some of the, I'll, I'll post dance every once in a while, you know, I'll, you know, I'll wiggle, you know, every once in a while. So if you want to see me wiggle every once in a while, um, you can visit my page. Um, but uh, if you want a lot of the, the dance content and um, to see what we are doing, both Vivian and myself, visit uh, Viscosity. We will post about our classes. We will, you know, uh, post reels and different things about um, our various classes and the pieces that we have uh, coming up. Um, we're preparing for um, a virtual uh, uh, concert that that we are uh, hoping to hoping to premiere um, in uh, 2021, and working with a lot of um, um, artists of color from all over the country. So we're really excited about that. We are um, gearing up for a lot of, a lot of things um, while also you know taking time to rest and recoup with you know Ms. Rona running rampant all over the world so um, that bitch yeah bitch right so um viscosity we are, we are here we are thriving so um any um support feedback that anyone has to offer we are we are open and super appreciative of it excellent and um any thoughts you want to leave the folks at home with um i always i i always say this so a lot of people think that um, they can't dance or or they, they, they stray from taking dance classes or dancing in general because they feel like they can't dance. But I want everyone to know that everyone has a dancer in them. Um, so to just enjoy life and to, you know, take it with a grain of salt and to dance every once in a while. Enjoy life. Hell <laughs> to the Does yes. that sound cheesy? <laughs> That's no. a bit cheesy. This is the thing. This is the thing. I mean, people, everybody wants to sound edgy and fucking, you know, original and this and that. But I mean, I fall back on cliches all Great. the time uh, because A, I know I'm fucking corny and B, they're cliches because most of the time they're fucking yeah. true. You know, so I mean, yeah, it's at the end of the day, like we can be intellectual and, and sharp and this and that. Um, but most of us just want to be happy. Yeah living hurts most of us are really fucking scared most of our lives because we don't know what's going to happen we don't know if we're doing anything right and um you know we don't know when the darkness is going to get yeah. us so yeah do whatever you need to do to do to be happy and if that sounds cheesy okay yeah. i'm cheesy i'm super i'm hella cheesy ask any woman i've ever dated i'm fucking cheesy <laughs> unbearably mm -hmm. so Anyway, <laughs> so with that said, um, we will, uh, with the folks at home, uh, everyone raise your glasses to the yeah. sky and the final toast to the end of the world. Cheers. Cheers.
Mm. And I'm so happy right, I have so. some drink left. You, so, you know, you told me to save some, and I definitely have some left, which is very surprising. Very, very surprised about that. Yeah, a lot of self-control, and I commend you for it. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, uh, my guest today has been the uh, amazing uh, Keith Haynes, um, modern and contemporary dancer extraordinaire. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, and this is Rob Celtic, and we are signing off. We will endure, we will grow, and we will overcome. God bless. This episode of Drinking and Dance at the End of the World was written and produced by me, Rob Celtic. Music for this episode was provided by the one and only Feathers. That's F-T-H-R-S. You can find his new album, Floating, on Spotify and Bandcamp under Feathers. If you like what you heard and you want to support the show, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash drinkingandance and donate for early episode releases, bonus episodes, personal shoutouts, and more. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to like, favorite, and follow on Spotify and Anchor. We'll see you next time.